Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived, there are links to our Facebook page, links to several places you can hear our podcast, including Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter, and there's also a link that says support our podcast. Click on there and you can help keep us commercial free. Thank you for riding along today. It is always my pleasure to have you join me, and I appreciate it very much. When I was a kid, we lived on that house up on the hill, that little town in north central Colorado, 8,000 feet above sea level. Our house had the washer in the basement. We lived in the basement for years, and the water heater and the washing machine was in the kitchen there. But the dryer was out in the garage. He had to walk up four stairs to get up into the garage. Turn left and the dryer was right there. Now that garage was not heated and didn't have any insulation in it. So it got quite cold in the winter. But that dryer helped warm it up just a little when it was running there. When we moved upstairs to the addition of the house, the washer and dryer stayed in their same place. Washer in the basement, the dryer in the garage was there all the years that I lived in that house and grew up in that house. We had a cat. It was actually my sister's cat. It was after old Tuffy had died. Tuffy's a kitten we found downtown one night, one summer. Took him home and he was a family cat for years and years and years. None of our cats ever lived in the house. I'm not sure if my mother was allergic or she just didn't want a cat in the house. So Tuffy lived out in the garage and was the family cat, as I said. Lived a very long time. When Tuffy died, we buried him back there with Poncho, back in the corner of the backyard. My sister came bringing home a cat. It was always known as my sister's cat. My dad always didn't like the cat, but it was funny. He always took care of it. I'm sure it was because it was my sister's cat. Well, one day, it was in the winter. That garage gets cold. My mother had been doing laundry. She took a load out, took it into the house, folded it up. Then there was a load just got finished in the washer. Took that load out, went out in the garage, climbed the four stairs, threw it in the dryer and turned the dryer on, medium heat for an hour, and went back in the house, continued to do laundry and clean the house and all of her chores. She had to probably do on a daily basis since there were four of us kids. When she came out to get that load of laundry out of the dryer an hour later, she heard a thump, 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 thump. She stopped the dryer. She opened the door, stuck her hand in there to get the laundry out, and there's something furry in there. And scared the heck out of her. She jumped back, let out a little scream, called my dad. He came down, and what it was is it was my sister's cat had been laying in there probably because it was a warm spot since my mom had been doing laundry and got trapped in there. My mother didn't even know the cat was in the dryer and tumbled medium heat for an hour. The cat was about twice as long as it should have been. All of its claws were gone. It was very dehydrated. It was on death's door. Cats are about a foot long if you don't count their tail. This cat was two feet long. 
It had stretched him out like nobody's business. I don't know how he lived through it, but he did. Eventually, his claws grew back, and he lived for years after that. Looking at him, you'd almost think it was funny, except it was a tragedy in our family. Freaked us all out. My mother blamed herself, but the cat made it. Probably used about four or five of his lives on that one. I'm sure from that day on, my mom always checked that dryer before she chucked those wet clothes in there to dry them. She had a clothesline out the back yard, and she always loved to, in the summertime, hang those clothes out there and let them dry all day, bring them in. I remember holding them in a big bundle in her arms, just smelling them, telling me that that's one of the best smells on earth. She wanted me to smell the clothes, and especially the sheets. She loved having the sheets out there. My mom changed the sheets every week, and all summer long, they'd been drying out there in the fresh mountain air. After I left home, I experienced the joys of laundromats, and I never did like those things. Number one, they were very expensive. Number two, you had to stay with them so no one would steal your Woodstock t-shirt or whatever. Number three, you had to take four, five, six loads, whatever you had, towels and sheets and clothes and all this stuff, pack it in your vehicle, take it down to the laundromat, make sure you had plenty of quarters, stick some quarters in there for the washer, then you had to stick some quarters in there for the dryer. After I got married, we bought that Harvest Gold washer and dryer, it matched the toilet and the sink, in our bathroom and it was in the bathroom and those were very nice warm inviting feel when you went into that bathroom it's still my favorite bathroom I've ever lived in, in my life that little trailer house who'd have thunk we moved that washer and dryer to our house when we bought our first home and it lasted us for years when we moved to the Midwest I left those behind in the house in Colorado and we got a house there in the Kansas City area and really couldn't afford a washer and dryer. So I went to a store that sold used ones. And you know, we had to buy a new washer about every other year. Maybe more often than that. The dryers lasted a little longer. Well, years later, I was selling appliances. And I started learning a lot about appliances. We had Amana, Whirlpool, Hot Point, GE, Maytag. All the major brands. And I found that these little old ladies would come in and look at those Maytag washers and dryers. You ask them if you could help them. I'd always get the same story, kind of, from all these different little old ladies. They'd say something to the effect of, Well, my Maytag washer's 40 years old, still running strong. I was just coming in to see what the new ones looked like. And then they'd leave, not buying anything. That always impressed me. So one day I told my wife, another one of our wonderful used washers uh, bit the dust after 18 months or something, we were going to buy a Maytag washer and dryer. Now this is not an advertisement for Maytag or anything, because I have no idea how they are today. But 30 years ago, Maytag was, in my opinion, the very best. And so it was 30 years ago we bought that washer and dryer. We raised our kids and then the kids flew the nest. Here my wife and I are. 30 years later, we have that same washer and dryer. And my wife is one of these little old ladies, goes into the stores, and looks at those front loaders, 
and wishes that Maytag would somehow not keep on chugging along. But there's nothing wrong with that Maytag washer. It looks like the day we bought it. The enamel on the outside of it is so thick and strong, it doesn't even have a scratch. I imagine that washer will last us until the day we die, even if we live to be a hundred. You know, there's two kinds of people in the world. One is the kind that after a week in the refrigerator, if you haven't eaten that day, chuck those leftovers in the trash. And another kind, a person that doesn't even believe in expiration dates. Well, my wife is the first and I am the latter. I don't care how old it is. If there is no mold or hair growing on it, it's still good. Now, that's kind of how we are on this stuff around the house. My dad used to tell my mom when they bought something, Now, take care of this. It's going to have to last you the rest of your life. My dad was the type of personality that I am. Now, I may not be so black and white about lasting the rest of your life, but by golly, if something's still working and it's still good, why in the world would you take a chance to buy some new shiny thing that all the rage is going to bust down on you in a couple years? I don't understand that concept one little bit. I think it's good that my wife and I are polar opposites on things like that. It keeps us going in a straight line. That's a fact. When we were first married, started having children. Back 40-some years ago, white clothing was very important to me. White socks, whitey-tidy underwear, white t-shirts. I'm not that way today. I like my socks being black. My whitey-tidies have gone the way of the dinosaur. The only time I wear a white t-shirt is if I'm dressed up and it goes under my white dress shirt. My wife washed a load of whites and reds together all of a sudden I had pinky tidies and pink socks. It was a disaster, that's for sure. I know we got into a major fight over it. And the outcome of it is I've been doing my own laundry for 40 years. She raised our girls to about the time they were seven or eight, they were doing their own laundry. So they learned a life skill early on and I separate everything. All my permanent press are washed together. My colors are washed together. My reds are washed together and my whites are washed together. I keep them separate from each other like nobody's business. I haven't seen a pink shirt and I don't know how long. I don't care if you wear a pink shirt it makes you more of a man or not. I'd rather be just a little less macho and not wear a pink shirt and definitely not pink underwear. That's a fact. Now I like new appliances and all that stuff just as much as the next person. One thing I can't get my head around are some of these smart appliances anymore. Seems like everything you have to have anymore has to be smart. My phone's smart. My TV's smart. My Blu-ray player's smart. My Roku's smart. My daughter and son-in-law have a Airbnb here in town and they bought a dryer and it was smart. And that smart dryer kept telling itself that the clothes were done drying and it turned itself off and the clothes would still be wet. They replaced those sensors into there. It worked for a day or so, then all of a sudden it got smarter than we are, I guess, and turned those clothes off. Very frustrating thing for them. Come back and all their linens were still wet in the dryer. I do not want a smart oven. I don't want to call my house and tell Siri or Alexa or whoever, talk to my oven and turn it on at 375 and I'll be home in an hour. I don't want my refrigerator to be calling me 
wanting to know if it can turn the ice maker on. My dishwasher can either be on or off. I do not have to schedule an appointment with my dishwasher's people to turn that sucker on at 3.35 in the morning. I do believe that smart appliances have almost pushed the smart idea over the edge. Now I know we're all lemmings and if one of us runs over the cliff to our death the rest of us will surely follow. But somewhere there has to be a voice of reason and I say I'm taking a stand with major appliances. They do not need to be smart. I want a dryer with an off button, a low setting, and a normal setting, and that is it. I want a washer with a water level low, medium, high, and a gentle or a regular cycle. I want a refrigerator with a thermostat that'll get colder or warmer. An ice maker where you take that little arm and you can push it up to stop the ice maker from working or push it down have ice cubes coming out your ears. I want a dishwasher that once it's full you can figure out it's full and then you can put the soap in yourself and turn it on. I want a microwave that I can hit it for 30 seconds or one minute or one minute and 30 seconds and when it's over it beeps at me and I take it out and I have to blow on it and burn my tongue a little. I do not want a smart microwave. Golly gee man next thing you know it'll be trying to take my x-ray. I think mankind sometimes are smarter than his own good. I think we've outsmarted ourselves with artificial intelligence and all that stuff. Golly gee, my wife and I were talking about new pair of shoes for me the other day. And you know who was listening? My TV was listening. My phone was listening. My computer was listening. And for a week now, all I've had is shoe advertisements everywhere I go. I get on Facebook, they're trying to sell me a shoe. I get on Google, and shoes come up. I don't want shoes. We were just talking about them. Anyway... I know that maybe I'm not a kid that accepts all that stuff, but some of it is uncalled for. I like technology just as much as the next person. I think I'm fairly techno. I started my own website, started my own podcast, did all that stuff without, you know, the five-year-old neighbor kid helping me out. But I am not going to let my washer and dryer dictate to me how to live my life. Humans unite against major appliances being smart. That's all I've got to say on the subject. I hope you all agree. Wherever you go in life, always be kind, unless maybe you're talking with your appliances. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.